Diary entry number 15. <sighs> Not doing so great. <laughs> um, you know, all things considered, I'm actually doing quite fine. But having a hard time. Um, I had to schedule my dog. Um, we're putting him down Monday next week. And that's hard for me. <laughs> I think that's hard for anyone. It's hard because I've had Rocco for 15 years. And really, it was Rocco and Roxy. They were our puppies, and even when they were old, we called them the puppies. And Roxy died Christmas 2020. <laughs> what a fun gift. Um, and that was hard because leading up to that, for several months, she... Um, kept on having seizures and she used to be just like so happy and joyful and sweet and smart and cute little doggy and then it, it got to the point where whenever she got too excited she started to have a seizure so you could tell she was really depressed and sad and um and just having you know a hard hard time and you know we were actually thankful when she was able to pass and she did so naturally and um and so it's hard with Rocco because he's um he's not so much ill he's not sick but he's older and deteriorating quite a bit you know he's he can't see so well anymore, can't hear, he runs into walls, like, he'll be, like, going super fast, because he's always been such a fast dog, he's, like, like a jackrabbit, it's, like, crazy, and he'll, like, keep running fast, and then, like, run into walls, and he'll, we'll catch him just, like, staring off into space, or into corners, like, corners of the house, like, just his nose, just there staring, um, he will miss, like, getting up on the couch and off the couch, um, he keeps on using the restroom in our house like no other. And he used to never, ever, ever do that. And so it's been crazy having... We bought our own little steam cleaner just for that. And have gotten it freshly cleaned and all kinds of things. And so... And he also, you know, you can tell, you know, he, he's he's bored a lot of the time. You know, I think, you know, he used to have Roxy. So they were always chilling together and stuff. And anyway... It's just really hard. But. It's been really good. Because. I realize. How blessed I've been. And not just. Because I've had new dogs. Like that's no. It's just. I just get to look back and see, even during the really hard parts of life, how good God's been. And I think, I think that's the point of everything. And I realize how often I either forget that point or I'm distracted by everything else in this life. I know that he sits with me through this and through everything else. 
and how he'll continue to do so no matter what. Well, today, my daughter, we we sometimes do um, these plans on our Bible app in the morning before she goes to school, and we were talking about joy, the difference between joy and happiness. And I asked her, do you ever think about that and consider that there's a difference? And she said, oh yeah. She's like, joy is something you have no matter what. And that was so profound to me because it's right. You know, she's so right. Happiness, you don't have no matter what. (laughs) You could be in a really crappy situation like right now. And you just don't have, you know, the the roots of happiness like it's so fleeting right but joy is always there and it's it's a peace that christ followers have in knowing that even though people die dogs die cats die animals die the world dies people are hurt people you love are hurt you're hurt we know that this isn't the end for us and that we were never promised a life without trouble. In fact, as Christ followers, our trouble has increased way more <laughs> than others. <laughs> but oh, we get the gift of Jesus and his blood that sanctifies us and allows us to live forever with him. So even though we do die, it's not forever. It's a lot like Lazarus, right? You know, it's like a lot like... Um, you know, anyone in the Bible that's ever been dead and Jesus raised to life. And I forget if it's the little girl, but um, he tells a parent, you know, they're just sleeping. And everyone in the room laughs. Like, what are you talking about? They're dead, you know. They're not sleeping. But that's how it's going to be for us. Like, we'll pass through. We'll sleep, but then we'll come back. And how easy it is to forget about that. Because as Christians, we hear about it all the time. And it's second nature, but it sometimes feels like the newness of that, the how profound that is, can just wear off. But it's, it's so, I don't know, just so amazing to think about. Um, and we're thankful as a people to have that. Because as I was explaining to my daughter, you know, think about if you had to go through the struggles you do at school and say your home life wasn't great. Say you didn't have parents who loved you and took care of you and set boundaries for you. Say you just had parents who didn't care and siblings who didn't care. What if you always felt so alone and then you went to school and, and that was it. And your day was hard and you failed a test and people were mean to you. And then you go home, and then you do it all over again. And you didn't have Christ. You didn't have the joy in knowing that no matter your circumstances, no matter the people in your life that make you miserable, that it doesn't matter because God has given you so much grace and has promised you so much and that you are a child of God. And think about not having that. And I told her that's why we have a responsibility to share the gospel because not because we think we're right or better or whatever. Like, like we know in our hearts Jesus is real and that all of this is because of him and God. But 
not about us being right and patting ourselves on the back. And it's not even about who comes to Christ because of us. Like, if we tell a billion people, a billion people are like, no, thank you. That's fine. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's not the point. The point is doing what God asks, asks of us and giving people an opportunity to know truth and to follow him and to have peace. And so I think when hard things happen and when things come to an end, I think it allows us to pause and think about the newness. I think about the new life that comes, that it's not a definite ending. It's not hopeless. That there's so much more that will come, that will be birthed. And it reminds me of this season, how <clears throat> we are coming to Good Friday, you know. This is Holy Week this week, and Good Friday is when Jesus was crucified. Sunday, we just celebrated Palm Sunday, where the same people that crucified him on Friday were, in fact, worshiping him. And you ask yourself, like, you know, what happened? And we were talking about, and, uh... At church, pastor was talking about, you know, the main thing that happened was circumstances, right? So they go from worshiping him to Jesus suddenly being put in a negative light and people quickly changing their mind about him. And the thing is, is if you have that joy and you have that knowledge of truth, your mind doesn't change about him. You know the truth. You have faith that he has resurrected and we can live with that peace and so good friday is coming and we'll you know have a time of reflection during that but then comes easter and there then comes that newness then comes that new birth and new life and a new beginning and i'm thankful i have that you know, I look back on my life now because it, it really is true, this whole idea of being born again and how different you are and how different you think. And I think about who I was before becoming a Christian. And I was so clueless. <laughs> I The things I cared about, the things that were important to me, the things I did and said, like all of it was so bizarre and so sad. And I think about how I truly was blind. Like no one could tell me any different at the time. And it really took a series of events. It took God really working on my heart, not giving up on me to then be able to put into focus what was true and what was right. Um, and it scares me to think of what if I'd walk, walked away from that. Um, you know, in the Bible, it talks about there's only, like, one way that you can truly separate separate yourself from God, that you won't be forgiven, right? Like, everyone, I don't care what you've done, murderers, whatever you've done. Like, if you are a horrible human being that has done the worst thing that anyone's ever done in this world to anyone, you can still be forgiven by God. The only way you can't be forgiven is if you blaspheme the Holy Spirit. A lot of people have asked what that means, and... um I've done some research on this and I found that it seems like blaspheming the Holy Spirit is like to turn your back on the Holy Spirit, to um, not offer the free gift of forgiveness. So if you feel the Holy Spirit come over you and, and you feel like I did when I was an atheist, you know, you feel like 
God's reaching out to, reaching out his forgiveness to you. And you finally see that. You can finally, that veil is lifted and you understand what this is all about. And you go, no, I'm good. <laughs> and you walk away from it. If you do that and then you die, well, then that's the end, right? Like, that's it. <laughs> There's your chance. <laughs> um, so, you know, why waste that? You know, and I pray nobody does. I just pray that, like, if you've heard somebody, a friend, a family member, if you've seen somebody, you know, from a non-believer to a believer, if you've read something that really tugged at your heart and, and you aren't a believer, I, I pray that you really pay attention to that. Because this life is happening for a reason. We're not here just because we evolved from a fish or whatever you want to say. Like, that's not true. <laughs> like, it's not true. I mean, it, and and I won't get into that, but evolution has actually been debunked by actual scientists. Like, I'm talking, like, Harvard-level scientists, but, you know, that's research I will allow everyone to do on their own. But I'm just saying, like, there's a reason we're here, and you feel it inside of you. I know you do. Like, it's... <laughs> you know it. You feel it. You feel like someone's with you, I'm sure. You don't feel like you're ever by yourself, do you? Like, has anyone ever felt like that? Like, I don't ever... And I couldn't figure it out for the longest time as to what that was. But it's God. And I just pray that, I don't know, if anyone's listening to this and you have questions or, I don't know, don't know, don't know next steps, but you feel something. I just would like to pray for you right now. Um. And I do ask that um, if you ever need anyone to talk to about this, you can always talk to me. Um, so email me at support at ericaclay.com. I've been through my own journey, and I love talking and sharing about this you know, kind of stuff. So please feel free to reach out. But anyway, I'd like to pray over all of us. <clears throat> Dear Lord, thank you for the hard parts in life. Hard parts that you don't orchestrate because you are not evil. You are so, so good. And you created a world that had no evil in it uh, until we as humans decided that we thought we knew better than you. And we live now in the circumstances of that decision. Um, But there's always the but that you will give us an opportunity to be redeemed. You give that to all of us to be forgiven to be loved, and that no matter what our circumstances, to have joy and the hope of of living again and being with you eternally. So I pray for everyone who's listening to this who might not be a believer. Um, They understand the truth of that, the weight of that, and that they're not confused by religion, because often different churches, different religions, different doctrine, different dogma, whatever, like, A lot of things go against what is said in your word and in scripture. And I pray that they know that the truth of everything is right there in the Bible and that they take the opportunity to read it for themselves, to pray, to ask you to help them because there are a lot of people out there that know a lot and are loving and kind and can lead others, but we really need to start with building a relationship with you one-on-one. And I pray that for them that you will send them the people, the resources that they need to start walking with you in this life. I just pray, Lord, that we really stay focused and reflect uh, this week as we go into Good Friday and Easter 
We truly understand what it is you did that when you made a covenant with Abraham and you yourself walked through the the path of the uh, sacrifice that Abraham had cut to two, like that was that was an act of you saying that you would be willing to die for your people. You, you, you did something that no one's ever done. Typically, it's the servant that has to walk through the sacrifice and would say that, you know, if I break this covenant, I will die. It's my life, right? Like, it should be our lives. But you have given your life for us. And we see that reflected later on in, in Christ when he comes to earth and, and dies for us. We just pray that all of us who believe and live for you don't lose hope or faith and that we stay true and we persevere and we keep walking with you until Christ comes again. Thank you, Lord, for your word. In your name we pray. Amen. Sorry for this really sad one, guys. Hopefully the next one will be happy. (laughs) I'm sure it will be. On top of that, and all that crying, I have a cold, so... Uh, this has probably be probably been like a fun, audible adventure for you. <laughs> All the snorting and coughing and crying. <laughs> Share it with your friends. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I hope this has been great. As always, you can reach out to me at support at ericaclay.com chat. Uh, go to ericaclay.com and if you sign up, you get a link to all of my books for free. So you can download all my books for free. I do that for my subscribers because I'm very appreciative for those who subscribe and read my work and you'll also receive my posts in your inbox if you do that. So, um, yeah. Okay. I'm going to go not cry anymore. So, um, it has been a good time and I look forward to the next one. Goodbye.